Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson, and I trust that you're having an empowering day. We're back with part two, the conclusion of the matter, 21 reasons for a prophet. When we were together last time, we opened this subject. We kicked it off and gave you the first 10 of the 21 reasons for a prophet, 21 reasons why God starts everything with a prophet. And we also dispelled many myths that have been perpetuated throughout the church over the past several decades in regards to the office of the prophet no longer being operable, no longer being necessary, that it is antiquated, that God is no longer utilizing the office of the prophet, as well as the apostle. We dispelled those myths. We canceled those errant and erroneous teachings out from a scriptural perspective. Amos 3 and 7 tells us, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So the scripture informs us, that God yet employs the office of the prophet, that God jump starts, kicks off, initiates his wheels, his purposes, his agendas, his campaigns with and through the office of the prophet. And so on today, we're going to conclude this teaching and give you the last 11 of the 21 reasons for a prophet, 21 reasons why God starts everything with a prophet. So make sure that you have your notepad, your note taking devices, because you definitely want to record what God gives, what God says, what God disperses by way of information, wisdom, revelation, and all of that good stuff. And so let's get ready to dive in and bring to you the conclusion of the matter. But right before we do that, I want to encourage you, if you're not already, follow me on social media. I am so grateful for the medium of social media because there we are able to further collaborate, discuss, and engage in meaningful conversation as it pertains to the subjects that we tackle right here on a biblical perspective. So follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at CT Johnson Ministries. I would love to engage in conversation with you. I would love to hear your thoughts as it pertains to 
the teachings and the subjects that we tackle here. You don't necessarily have to agree with me. We can engage in intelligent, cerebral conversation and hear each other's side, point of view, and perspective. Of course, I'm going to give you God's perspective, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are in regards to the teachings, the subjects, what we address right here on a biblical perspective. So CT Johnson Ministries, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have a Facebook group for our biblical perspective listeners, and it's called a biblical perspective podcast group. So all you have to do is search in the search box on Facebook, a biblical perspective podcast group, click the join button and join us in the group as we dig our heels further into subjects, into discussion, dialogue. And there you can also give me ideas that you may have as it pertains to subjects that you would like for me to address right here on the podcast. And who knows, you might end up being a guest to help discuss, to help elaborate, to help or rather to share your perspective and to give your insight in regards to a specific topic. So you want to make sure that you connect with me on social media. 21 reasons for a prophet. And we're going to conclude with the last 11 reasons to refresh our memory. What is a prophet? Well, simply put a prophet, according to the prophet's dictionary written by authored by Dr. Paula A. Price term 1065 The prophet is a defined functionary who serves as the spokesperson for a deity. Okay, a prophet is a divine functionary who serves as the spokesperson for a deity. So based upon the definition, we know right off the bat that a prophet does not speak for him or herself. The prophet does not give their opinion. The prophet does not give their perspective. They do not share from an experiential standpoint, a prophet, whether of God or prophet of Baal, prophet of Satan, a prophet is a spokesperson, a functionary who serves as a spokesperson for a deity for a God. Okay. Now functionary also in the prophet's dictionary term 540. Listen to this. The agent of a principle, the principle would refer to a deity, a God, the agent of a principle who acts, leads or rules in his or her stead. So also the prophet is that agent that extension that not only speaks on behalf of their God, 
their deity. But they also act, they lead, and they rule in the stead of that deity. They are operating under delegated authority of that deity. They are the functionary. They are the agent. They are the spokesperson. They are the extension. They are the ambassador. They are the representation of that deity. So when they speak, it is as that deity and or that God is speaking because they are powered. They are backed. They are supported by that deity, that deity's supernal powers, that deity's wisdom, that deity's knowledge. Are you following me? So just wanted to, for those that may be listening for the first time, wanted to give you a greater understanding of what a prophet is, help you to understand that the prophet is again backed. They are supported. They are operating in the delegated authority of their deity. And so as we pick up and conclude with 21 reasons for a prophet, reason 11, reason 11 for a prophet is to guard his kingdom and dominion. The prophet's job is to guard, to protect God's kingdom and God's dominion, God's realms, God's property. That's what we are saying when we use the word dominion. It speaks to the realms of God. It speaks to the property of God. That's the job of the prophet is to guard it, to guard that which is God's. Okay. My job is not to protect what belongs to me, my possessions, and to ensure that what I have stewardship over is guarded from harm, vandalism, criminal activity. However, we understand that when we bring it down to a personal level. However, just as it is in the natural regarding your personal things, possessions, so it is with God. Unfortunately, we don't see God many times or we don't see God at all, unfortunately, as a person, as a being. Jesus is not relegated to words confined on a page that's contained in a book. Jesus is a being. He is a person. Catch this, who has ideas, concepts, who has a purpose, who has a will, who has an agenda to fulfill, who has a campaign to fulfill. He has objectives. He has an agenda that need be accomplished for the sake of the father. And we as 
prophets, we ensure that God's agenda is carried out, that his campaigns are ran successfully and that catch this, what he wants, he gets. So reason 11 for a prophet to guard his kingdom and dominion. Reason 12 to preserve his people and possessions to preserve his people and possessions. Are you seeing a theme in point 11 and point 12? And that is we are concerned about the things of God. We are concerned our priority, our number one objective as prophets is to ensure that everything that relates to God, all of his passions, all of his objectives, all of his concerns are safeguarded, that there is no demonic interference, that there is no human interference, that nothing stops, prohibits, or impedes the progress of God's agenda, of God's campaigns. Twelfth reason for a prophet is to preserve his people and his possession. That's our job. So when there is attack, when there is kickback from Satan's camp as it pertains to abortion, same-sex marriage, how marriage is defined, it is my job, it is the prophet's job to preserve the people of God and as it pertains to these satanic agendas that I just mentioned, same-sex marriage, the redefinition of marriage and or the redefinition of family, abortion, if we fail to stand up, bulk, bulk up, that's what I'm trying to say, if we refuse as prophets and as the body of Christ, if we refuse to stand up, bulk up, and speak up, pushing back on the darkness that has invaded our nation and our world, understand that the people of God, they are on the chopping block. That, and not only the people of God, but what God has established and what God has erected and what God has constructed as the blueprint for humanity now hangs in the balance and understand that an attack on God is an attack on us as the elect of God, as the redeemed nation of Jesus Christ, an attack on God is an attack on we, his subjects, is an attack on we, the citizens of the nation of Jesus Christ. Who's going to protect the nation of Jesus Christ except the citizens? That's the sole responsibility, or rather the sole responsibility 
of protecting the nation of Jesus Christ and his kingdom rests on the shoulders and in the hands of the citizens. And most especially those in leadership positions, such as apostles and prophets. So let's move on. This is good, isn't it? Reason 13 for a prophet to regulate sin and death to regulate sin and death. Now, I want to dig my heels for a few moments on point in point uh, 13. So let's look at the definition for regulate etymologically adjust by rule method or control. Did you hear that? Rule rather regulate adjust by rule method or control to control by rule direct. Okay. So those are the etymological meanings for the word regulate. So now let's apply some of the words that we can utilize as synonyms from the etymological meaning and the definition of regulate to control sin and death. Now, Prophet Johnson, what do you mean by that? What really are you saying in saying that prophets regulate sin and death, control sin and death? Well, if you go back to the definition of a prophet, the prophet is a divine functionary who is a spokesperson for a deity operating under the authority and the power of that deity. And so when the prophet speaks, it is equivalent, hear me, to the deity having having given instruction, command, directives. Let me give you scripture. Elijah, he was the one that declared to Ahab that there would be no rain. Was it not him? And what does the Bible inform us? That God shut up the heavens. God backed the words of the prophet because the prophet and God were one. Elijah was so in tune to God. He was fully operational in his prophet's mantle. Uh, his constitution and his makeup embodied that of God. He was filled with the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so when Elijah spoke, God spoke. Are you hearing that? And this level of authoritative operation and functioning does not happen by osmosis. It does not happen haphazardly. It does not happen without intentionality. And and I really don't want to get too far in the weeds pertaining to this point, because this is a podcast all by itself as it pertains to what's required in order for 
an officer such as a prophet and an apostle, the highest offices in God's hierarchy. There are certain sacrifices, certain stipulations, rules and regulations that one must abide by in order to operate at that level of authority in the supernatural. Y'all following me? But my point in regards to reason number 13 to regulate sin and death, it was the prophet Elijah that regulated the weather. It was him that said, you will not, or rather there will not be rain or dew until I say so. And the hierarchy of heaven backed and supported the word of Elijah. All right. And so we see other examples of a prophet, a chief prophet operating at such a level of supernal power and potency. And so to regulate sin and death, the prophet can reverse the time schedule of death and sin. It's the prophet that can regulate it, control it. Remember when um, the woman in Kings son died um, and it was the prophet Elijah that prophesied his birth her and her husband had no children and he prophesied because of her support her faithful support of him and his ministry she added a room onto her home her and her husband specifically for the prophet to lodge there when he would travel into their region for the sake of ministry. And long story short, he prophesied her and her husband's son's birth. The child grew up, later died. And it was the prophet Elijah that controlled, regulated death that brought the child's spirit back into his body, rebuked death, brought the child back to life. And so that's the 13th reason for a prophet. And this is why you need to have a bona fide, legitimate prophet of God in your life because they have the authoritative power, ability to regulate to regulate occurrences, to regulate happenings, to regulate events in your life. Their word backed by heaven can shift the trajectory of your life, can rebuke death, can uh, intervene on your behalf as it pertains to God extending grace 
as it pertains to your sin, your rebellion, your disobedience. The prophet has such a connection with God. Let's move on. Reason 14. Counteract darkness. Counteract darkness. That's one of the primary duties and responsibilities of a prophet. A prophet is not afraid, not only of confrontation, but confrontation with darkness. Prophets, uh, really, in some instances, we, 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 uh, I don't want to say enjoy confronting darkness because really it's nothing in, uh, uh, to enjoy uh, because you talk about spiritual warfare, you talk about battles at levels and in dimensions of the spirit that can be catastrophic and horrific and, and, and listen, so it's not necessarily enjoyable. We don't necessarily enjoy confrontation, but there are times that uh, we know the outcome, what the outcome will be providing we do what we are responsible for and we hold fast to what our duties and responsibilities are. But my point is prophets don't run from confrontation, much less confrontation with darkness because we understand that's a part of our job description. We understand that this is why God instituted the office. This is why he needs prophets. This is why prophets, the office is not done away with because darkness still exists. Satan still exists. State Satan is still employed as it were. Satan is still roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. Satan is still pushing his campaigns and his agendas. So since he has not been incarcerated as of yet, he is yet out on work release. God is yet employing the prophet because darkness is still in operation. And that's our responsibility. One of uh, a primary responsibility is to counteract darkness. We don't run from it. We don't co-sign on it. We don't uphold it. We don't uh, push it. We push back on it. Okay. And this is why I, I am convinced these so-called quote unquote prophets who are in agreement, in alignment with abortion, in alignment with uh, the legalization of marijuana and in alignment with what God disapproves of, what God speaks against, what God does not support. You are not a prophet of God. You are not God's prophet. You are a prophet of Baal and you are going down because we are in an era whereby God is raising up bona fide apostles and prophets, those who know the word, okay, who are studious in the scriptures, who know the law of God, 
the statutes of God, the precepts of God, they abide thereby. And it is our allegiance to the God of the Bible that empowers us and guarantees success over darkness. So that's reason 14, reason 14 to counteract darkness. Reason 15 to convert souls. Prophets convert souls through reason 16, teach the gospel. So I'm just going to tackle 15 and 16 together. Reason 15 for your prophet to convert souls. Reason 16 to teach the gospel. That's what prophets do. We convert the soul. Now, what does uh, convert mean? Convert, several meanings, etymologically, as an adjective. Uh, hold on, that's covert. I want convert. Hold on a second. Let's, there we go. We want convert so convert convert as it pertains to point 15 or the 15th reason for your prophet convert the soul so convert a change or turn from one religion to another especially to Christianity to turn around turn towards to change to transform to win over Isn't that powerful? So these are the meanings etymologically for the word convert. And so when we talk about the prophet's responsibility to convert the soul, we're speaking deeper and beyond just a change in behavior as it pertains to one learning how to control their proclivities for a set amount of time around people or in front of people. But the prophet's job is to literally turn one around, turn them from the current direction of destruction and devastation following after Satan following after the ways of false gods and idols and fallen defeated deities. It is the prophet's job to turn individuals from pledging their allegiance to sororities and fraternities. Yeah. Uh huh. It's the prophet's job because the prophet is designed and mantled And they are created with the faculties built, erected and constructed with the faculties. Now, granted, these faculties need to be honed. They need to be sharpened. And that happens through teaching. That happens through training. That happens through mentorship and things of that nature. But the prophet is innately built with all of these capabilities and and functions to convert the soul and 
there is no conversion without confrontation. That's why the 14th reason is important and powerful to counteract darkness because we can't convert your soul if we don't confront the darkness that you have succumbed to that birthed you for we were born and shaped in iniquity. We have to confront the gods of your ancestors. We have to confront the gods of your genealogy of your generation. And then it's through teaching. It's through in implementation. It's through uh, appropriating the word of God that causes conversion as it pertains to the soul. So that's reason 15 and then 16 teach the gospel, teach the gospel. The prophet says nothing void separate from what God has already stated. We teach the gospel and not just the gospel of salvation gospel, including the whole counsel of God. Okay. Because as Dr. Paula Price teaches, there's 40 plus, I believe 40 plus strands or 20 plus strands, uh, 20 to 40. I can't remember verbatim the number. So just to be safe, 20 to 40, I think it's more on the 20 end, but 20 to 40 strands of the gospel. We, the church, we're most familiar with the gospel of salvation, but there is the gospel of faith. Um, there are, again, 20 plus strands of the gospel. And so the prophet's job is to teach the whole counsel of God. We just don't focus on one or two aspects. That's unfortunately what even the evangelicals have done. They solely established their the entirety of their doctrine around salvation. But salvation is not the end all be all. Salvation is the beginning. There is a purpose. There's a plan. There's a strategy that God has for each and every one of us, whereby salvation is the entrance. It is the initiation. It is the 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 um, it is the inauguration of our purpose of God's plan for our lives. Salvation kicks off what God created us. And placed us in earth to accomplish for him. But the prophet's job is to teach the gospel, bringing you into that revelation, bringing you into that insight, bringing you into that knowledge. So reason 17, subdue threats. The prophet subdues threats. We shut it down for the Lord Jesus Christ. When we detect the threat, when we detect that our ranks have been infiltrated by the enemy. We don't run. We don't uh, uh, duck our tail, stick our heads in the proverbial sand. Uh, you know, hide, tail it out of there. But we subdue the threat. We engage with the enemy. We overthrow. We kick back. We push back. We renounce. We denounce. Huh? We win for the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's reason 17. Reason 18. We're dealing with 21 reasons for a prophet. 18. Shield the ecclesia. 
shield the church. Prophets are guardians. Prophets are protectors. Uh, I had a lady in my church when I pastored. I pastored for the span over the span of 13 years from 05 to 2018. I had a lady in my church, one of my ministers who was gun ho, very passionate, very convinced about being called to the office of a prophet. And I told her point blank. I said, you're not called to the office. You're not a prophet. You may be prophetic. And indeed she was, but a prophet, no prophesier. Yes, maybe, but a prophet, no. And of course she asked why. And I said, because you're too timid. You run from confrontation. You don't, uh, uh, you, you have a problem with you, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You have a problem with, uh, saying what need be said, regardless of how one takes it. I'm not saying you just fly off at the mouth, uh, and saying anything, however you want to say it and not, uh, saying, not, not stating it in love, not directing it with wisdom and things of that nature, but prophets shield the Ecclesia. And my point in telling you that brief story is that you can't shield anything if you don't, if you're not willing to confront, if, 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 if you, uh, if you become, if you're easily intimidated, if you run from opposition, see, in order to shield something, you have to be willing at times to utilize yourself as the shield. You may be the shield. It's not necessarily you placing an object around that which you're protecting. And prophets, we don't, as it were, utilize a literal shield to protect the Ecclesia. We are the shield. We are the force field. Are you following me? We are the protective hedge. That's good. Prophets are God's hedge of protection pertaining to the Ecclesia. So it's not that we provide a shield or shields for the Ecclesia. Prophets are the shield. All right. 19. Reason 19. For a prophet, reason 19, to manifest God's will. It's not about what you want. It's not about how you see it. It's not about what you think about it. It's not about your perspective. It's not about your opinion. People ask me often, Prophet Johnson, what's your opinion on this subject? What's your opinion concerning this matter? How do you see this? And my response in every instance is, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a perspective. Well, yes, you do. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody does. However, I understand as God's functionary, as God's prophet, he has not employed me to voice my opinion or my view or to give my insight or my perspective on something. He has employed me to share his. Oh, that's good right there. And that's where some of you are struggling. Some of you are messing up. God can't count on you. You're not reliable. God can't depend on you because every time he gives you an opportunity, every time he uh, presents you with space to display your allegiance, you betray him. 
You get up there with the microphone in hand, with the light on you, and you take that opportunity to say how you feel, to give your spin. Shut that up. It's not about what we think. It's about manifesting the will of God, saying what he needs, what he needs to be said, saying it how he needs it to be said. Reason 20, perform God's word. And reason 21 to secure God's future. 21 reasons for a prophet. The 20th reason, perform God's word, connecting that with reason 19, manifest God's will. We are here as prophets of God, as ministers of God, period, to perform his word, not yours, his word. And I love the last reason for a prophet, reason 21. To secure God's future. God is serious about his future. God is in a mood, saints. He's in a militant mood. He is in a no nonsense mood. And if we're going to be assets of God, assets of God's and not liabilities, we must make up in our minds that we're going to side with him. We're going to support his agenda. We're going to get behind his campaign, get behind his officers and push everything Jesus Christ and kick back on everything that's anti-Christ. Did y'all hear me? We must make it make up in our minds that we are going to Support and push everything that's Jesus Christ and push back on everything that's anti Christ. Because in this era and in this season, there's no gray area. You're either for God or against God. You're either employed by God or employed by his adversaries. You either are going to be an asset of God or a liability. And if you're a liability, all liabilities will be extinguished. And hear me as God's functionary. Hear me as God's prophet. We are in an era where we will either comply or die. That's death. Die there is not only in regards to. The cessation of life, not only dealing with you dying physically, dying financially, dying relationally, dying emotionally, dying in every aspect of your life. God says you either are going to comply with what I want, what I'm rolling out, what I'm doing. You're going to comply with it or you're going to die. Twenty one reasons for a prophet. Well, we did it. We concluded our powerful teaching that we kicked off some time ago, but I wanted to make sure that we concluded it as we begin to in, to exit 2022 and enter 2023. I want to encourage you to email me with your thoughts as it pertains to today's broadcast. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you thought about it. I want to know if you disagreed with all I said with, uh, with some points you can share your uh, mind with me by emailing me at admin at ctjohnson.org. Send your emails 
to admin at ctjohnson.org and let me know your thoughts as it pertains to today's podcast. Also, connect with me, connect, connect, connect with me. I would love to have conversation with you on social media. CT Johnson Ministries at Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, CT Johnson Ministries. All right. And I also encourage you to preferably consider becoming a monthly partner and or sponsor to enable yours truly to continue empowering lives all around the world. The Biblical Perspective podcast is heard in over 40 plus countries and it takes finances in order for us to do what we're doing. And I want to encourage you to prayerfully support, prayerfully consider supporting this ministry, C.T. Johnson Ministries and a Biblical Perspective podcast. And you can do so by going to the website, ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. All right. Have a Merry Christmas, a blessed and prosperous new year. And we'll be back at the top of the year in January of 2023 with a powerful, powerful episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. Until then, this is Prophet C.T. Johnson. I love you. Be empowered. Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.